Hi, friends. Logan here, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast. In this week's episode, I interview Mary and her fellow retreat co-host, Laura Yarbo-Lloyd, about their latest event pros on the go retreat. They share how it went, some key takeaways, and tease a little bit about the future of their retreats. If you are someone who is an event professional or maybe considered going on one of these retreats, it is definitely worth the listen. So stick around. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. We are so happy to be with you today, of course, as we always are. We have a fun topic today. I'm personally excited about it. We have a guest with us. And um, today we're talking about Event Pros on the Go 2023. We're doing a debrief of the retreat. And we have Laura Yarbrough Lloyd with us. And I'm going to introduce Laura um, with her bio here. So Laura Yarbrough Lloyd is a freelance event planner and manager in the sports, corporate, and luxury event industries. She specializes in VIP management, hospitality clubs and suites, players and guest services, and VIP event experiences. She's the co-founder of the Event Pros on the Go Retreat, obviously, as well as a coach and mentor for event freelancers, helping them to book household name VIP event gigs and network better and work with VIPs. So Laura, we've had you on the podcast before, way back at the beginning, and we are so happy to have you back. So thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me. Obviously, I'm really excited to talk about co-hosting this retreat with Mary. Yeah. And Logan, we're excited to have you have you react. We haven't talked about this together yet. So this is exciting. Yeah, this is listeners. This is hot off the presses. Um, you might remember this name of Event Pros on the Go. In 2021, we debriefed the retreat back in episode 19 that we'll link in the show notes. And here we are in 2023. And Mary and Laura have executed the second retreat for Event Pros on the Go. Um, and it has what I hear is a full-on event experience hosted by Mary and Laura. So excited to have both of you that I can kind of interview and learn from your experience, share some of your key takeaways, and hopefully teach our listeners a little bit about what this retreat is and maybe just some of the benefits in general of getting to go on these kind of mastermind retreats, um, especially in the events industry. So I know a little bit of what what the retreat was, so I feel like we always like to start broad on this podcast. So um, Laura, maybe I'll start with you. The title of the retreat this year was Event Pros on the Go Town and Country. What what was the retreat this year? So we had a five-day town and country program, and the town was in London, which is one of the best cities in the world for events and tourism and travel. The country part was in Broadway, which is a small village in the Cotswolds. So it was a nice um you know, the first bit was quite busy. The second part was relaxing and where we got to focus on ourselves. And so we found that that was a really nice balance. And it was an honor for me to have it in the UK, which is where I'm living now. So I really loved adding a little bit of uh, local knowledge. And it made me quite proud to have the retreat in the UK this year. Amazing. I love that little like town and country action. A little bit of both, best of both worlds. Mary, can you tell us more a little bit about Event Pros on the Grow and like what is the goal of these retreats? 
Yeah, definitely. This this is something that we really try to figure out. I think like caveating this, it's interesting to, you know, as event professionals, event planners, if you're listening to this, like a lot of us execute events for other people or for clients, but it was it was just like a very different experience to be able to create something and then execute it and just be like fully in charge of everything. Like I don't know, like it, Laura and I talked about this quite a bit at 2 a.m. when she wouldn't let me go to sleep. We would talk about <laughs> just how cool <laughs> the experience was to be able to to plan something and see it come to fruition, like from, but but you're solely in charge. I hope that makes sense. Like it's kind of a different perspective than we've had. And so with that in mind, like we've really talked through the goals and the goals have kind of, they like changed a little bit, I think too, throughout the process as we were figuring out who would be interested and things like that. So all that to, say um our goals of the retreats are really to provide opportunities for like-minded event professionals to come together and cheer each other on is one way that we like to say it but also to come and see how they can do like how events work in other places and bring those clever ideas and take them back to how they produce their own events um we summarize it kind of nicer in like our instagram posts and things like that so I totally agree with everything you said, and it's really a unique retreat because there's not anything that I'm aware of that exists like this for people in the event industry, and that could be even if you're in hospitality or um, the travel industry as well, where you really just come together to network, see other um, places where you can do events, um, also how... Um, events are influenced by where you're having them, um, learn new things, learn how other event professionals do things, um, work on your career, and all around just have fun. And I think it's really unique because there's nothing else like it out there. I feel like you guys set it up very nicely to kind of pique folks' interest of exactly what the retreat is. So if we can dive more into what you did on this year's retreat, like what was the, what was the schedule? You mentioned it was five days between two, two cities and towns. Um, but what was that schedule like? So um, I'll start off and just say that we had a daily theme to our town and country retreat. Um, and that can give you a little bit of an idea of what we did. So the first two days were in London, and this is following a welcome dinner we had. Um, following the welcome dinner we had on the weekend, we had two full days in London. And the first theme was Burroughs and Bridgerton. So um, that day was we got to know each other. We walked around London, did a small walking tour, had lunch. I found that to be one of the most fun days because I think it showed that we immediately all got along. And that really kind of set the tone for what we wanted the week to be like. Um, we wanted people to be inspired by walking around London and see the all the opportunities that um, of places to hold events, um, see how events would be different in a city like London, which is very historical and influenced by factors such as the royal family. Um, I think in the afternoon we had free time and a few of us went to Westminster Abbey. We um, also had Indian food, which you absolutely must do in London. And then that evening over dinner, we really started to talk about kind of where we all individually were in our careers 
um, where we thought we wanted to go. And it was interesting to compare at the end of the week what we said early on in the week. Um, so the first day was really, really fun. Get to know each other, walk around London, be inspired. That was also the first day of our weekly challenge. So everyone received a video prompt of a challenge to complete that day. And the first day, it was quite simple. And it was to find an event venue around London that inspired you to have a fictitious event there. So we had everything from the Ritz Hotel to um, a lovely Galleria along the river, um, um, one of the be big, beautiful parks, Green Park. And so that was the first day. I'll let Mary explain the second day, which was spill the tea. Spill the tea. Nice handoff. Um, spill the tea, as you guessed it, that was definitely involved because we well later on we had a high tea but when we started the morning we actually met with the london convention bureau so this is a key thing i think for listeners that is a good call out is that um for through planning this retreat like before we really tried to partner with the london convention bureau so we have been in contact with them for a long time trying to have them help us curate an experience for the attendees and so we talked through a lot of options with them and so we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before but Convention bureaus are like, they're amazingly helpful for planners or anybody who's trying to put together an event because they can give you ideas on local activities, um, resources, venues, just all the things. And so coming into London, of course, as Laura said, she's from the area, she lives in the area, and so she's more familiar with it. But they were able to kind of give us just additional feedback and ideas on how we could best spend our time. And so as part of that, they were super kind and offered to meet us. And we did a tour with them in the morning with the London Convention Bureau and then a local DMC. And um, Lee from the DMC brought in an individual. Which Mary, just going to yeah. jump in. Can you yeah. define for our listeners DMC? Oh, yes, absolutely. You should listen back to our jargon episode, listeners. <laughs> but a DMC is a destination management company. Um, and they are often used for um, incentive travel or similar to a convention bureau, they really help hone in on experiences. So if you are going somewhere with a group and you want to do a tour or some activity, DMCs are really good at curating those experiences. And that's exactly what they did for us is they curated this tour. So we walked around Mayfair, which is where we were staying in London. And um, we had a guide. He was a blue badge guide, which is a thing if you've heard about that. And in, in, is it just London that has that... Um, credential or laura do you know i'm not sure yeah look it up blue badge yeah. guide but but they're basically really knowledgeable guides that have gone through trainings and things like that and so uh he was amazing he was just entertaining and they talked to us about um what we could do with clients if we brought them to the area what we could show them activities we could do with them and, the, and why this matters and so they took us to certain shops and how you can have like custom hats made with your attendees and things like that just like experiential type of things and so it was fun to be able to walk around and just just see them and have someone else um, tell us about the area so we did that um, and then we had lunch on our own and had another afternoon on our own we really tried to not over schedule if any of you have been on group trips before it can be a lot when there's just too much <laughs> like go 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 so we had this morning we had a break and then we got back together um and we 
went to have our afternoon tea at Ruben at Ruben's at the palace. And if you've ever been there before in London, it is amazing. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's just beautiful. And so we had the high tea and we spilled the tea, as we said. Um, and so that is what happened on our day two. I was also going to add that we did meet up with a local event planner um, early in the evening, and that was great. Um, we watched some conversations flourish with her about um, doing events in London versus doing events in Australia, doing events in the U.S. as well. On the third day, that's when we made our move from London into the Cotswolds. So this day was event movers and shakers. And um, this was, I think, actually quite exciting when people were on our private bus from London into the Cotswolds. We had an amazing bus driver who just pointed out so many things along the way. It was like an amazing tour that we didn't even plan on. Um, and on the bus, we did give um, some gifts. Everyone got a book and we got some yummy surprise cookies because who doesn't like that when you're on a bus trip? We stopped at Stow in the Wald, which is an iconic village in the Cotswolds. And we had a really, really nice lunch in a pub. And I believe it was everyone except myself first time in a pub so which i imagine pubs to be like greasy old men with banjos and laura was like no it's not what it is where do banjos come from i don't know those are british <laughs> what i imagine i did convince mary that uh it was it's not like that at all that people would probably really enjoy it and it is marketed as the oldest pub in england there's a few more that also say they're the oldest pub in England, but who knows which one's the actual oldest. But this one was so, so nice. After that, we uh, walked around. Um, for the Lord of the Rings fans, what is it? The, um, the fun fact that J.R. Tolkien was inspired by the four counties that make up the Cotswolds. And counties here end in the word Shire. It's not pronounced that way, but um, that was a really fun fact. So actually in Stowe on the Wald, there's a church with a tree that's growing around the door of the church. And it really does look like something you would see in Lord of the Rings. And so that's uh, the myth is that he was inspired in Stowe on the Wald and the four counties that make up the Cotswolds. Um, after we left Stowe on the Wald, we got to the Ligon Arms in Broadway, which is an amazing property. Um, it's a sister property of where we stayed in London, which is the Mayfair Townhouse. Um, they're part of the iconic luxury hotel group. And we just took it easy that night. Mary and I had to prepare for the um, education day, which was the next day. But also wanted to add that this was the day that everyone got their um, second video prompt for our weekly challenge and that was to create a mood board for the fictitious event at the venue that they found in London. So they did not know why they were finding an interesting venue in London until this day. And I think this was the night that we uh, did a uh, room drop, a literal room drop of matching pajamas at everyone's door and we ran down the hall and heard everyone open the door and get really excited at their gifts. <laughs> 
<laughs> Room drops on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also <called> bitching. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that then brings us to the next day of the retreat, which is education day. But Laura, I actually would love to pass this one back over to you because Laura really helped shape this day. So I think that you could better explain it. Okay. So um quite passionate about education and learning and I felt that we needed a full education day um and I'm so glad that we did it because you know at this point we were um an event client of the hotel so a little bit in our, in our element we did rent a meeting room and had a um day delegate rate with all the the food and the refreshments during the day in the AV. We had a lovely room at the Ligon Arms. It was uh, like, it was absolutely amazing, you know, where the ceiling isn't a straight line. It's all um, crooked and a really old fireplace. So it made a really, really nice atmosphere. And on our education day, we had actually sent out a survey before to ask what people wanted to learn. Um and we tailored the topics to that. So it was a pretty full-on day. We covered everything from budgets to um, show calling, um, thanks to Logan, who provided a virtual session. And we talked about networking, managing VIPs, site checks, um, how to price your services. We also had um, Juliet Tripp come and do two sessions on um, boundaries and then another session on um, coaching where she coached each of us for 10 minutes um, in front of each other. And that was really, really fun. And the whole day, I think you could see the transformation from the morning to the afternoon. Um, we did some fun things during the day, like we took headshots of everybody. We had decorated the room. Should go check out pictures on our Instagram. <laughs> we um, had some Christmas crackers. So Christmas crackers are a British tradition. Um, I think most people would know these days what Christmas crackers are. They're the fun-shaped, um, the wh what would you call them, little tubes at the table at Christmas, and you pull them apart, and they have a, a bang, and they always come with a hat, a joke, and a small toy. So we did an event twist. We had the hat, but we also had an event topic or event-related conversation starter. We had a an event trivia, many office supplies as well for the gifts. So that was really fun. Just from a planning perspective, it was like, it was really interesting once again to like for, for the events that I plan, I'm not usually working with like outside space, like spaces that are farther away. And so like I've never had to deal with like overnight stays or day delegate rates or like things like that. And so it was a cool experience to like see it actually come to fruition. Most of which, like Laura was saying, happened during this education day. That's really when those things like were used. And so, no, I think you covered it. It was it was a jam packed day. That's for sure. I know by the end of the day, I was like, I need a break. <laughs> a lot of education but a lot of good good education and I think this is the moment like a lot of people were waiting for if you will like it was a, a really valuable day um and maybe at the end of this Laura we can talk about like some lessons learned that we had as well but I think we're yeah. really glad that 
we had this day and that others were able like Logan to participate in it. So thanks, Logan. Is there anything else you wanted to add from what you guys did, your schedule with the retreat? We just had our final day. Um, Our final day, which was like really just exploring again, since the the education day was so jam-packed, the final day, we went around um, the Cotswolds and just explored. Um, We kind of broke up into little groups and did like shopping and fun things like that. (laughs) A few of us hiked up a hill to a tower. Um, it was raining. It was muddy. I thought that it was going to be paved, but we were basically just hiking hiking through fields of sheep. And so that was an experience. It's very Definitely. British. Very British. Like for the books. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was a memory. That's for sure. Um, so we just kind of all went off and had a good time. And then we met for a goodbye dinner um, at a cute little place that evening and at that time we were able to kind of like summarize and it was it was such a fun conversation because we actually started getting um folks started sharing what they want to see in future years of the retreat kind of like unprompted conversation and i was so happy to hear the feedback that they were giving us and what they want to see in the future and so um it ended with a with a good conversation and then we've made some goals post retreat to follow up with everyone we're gonna have like a virtual meeting in a couple weeks and ask them how they're doing on their goals because I think that's what I was like one of the things I was most impressed about is like hearing like Laura was hinting to throughout the week how their goals shifted and so by the end of it we we heard some specific things like I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna go apply for this and it was exciting and I'm just excited for them and so we'll have to see you know what comes to fruition in the next few weeks but I was really happy to hear um that that there's plans moving forward from things that they took from the retreat. I do have one thing to add that we forgot to mention was the last video challenge Oh yeah, um, was to create an event proposal. And we provided the template for people to create a proposal for their um, fictitious event that they had been building on. And they presented that on the last evening and Mary and I presented our mood board. We didn't do the full cha- uh, proposal challenge, but um, it was amazing what people came up with and we did vote and, gave a prize to the winner um i even posted all the mood boards on our instagram so i recommend going to check out um the information about all the events that everyone planned in their head that maybe one day will actually happen very fun so yeah a mixture of activities education um networking with each other so if one of you could just speak on like how is this retreat different than a fam trip, a familiarization trip, and maybe first start with Mary, if you want to define the fam trip and then explain how the retreat's different than that. Yeah, a fam trip. Uh, this is probably not a very eloquent explanation. So if you're listening to this and been on one, you're like, good job, Mary. But, <laughs> but basically, a, a fam trip is um, something that's hosted by uh, a city, a visitor bureau, somebody like that. They, they'll host you and you can go and they'll show you around the city and venues and with the goal for you to bring your business there. And fam trips are usually not too long. I think like maybe one to three days in a destination and you're typically like invited to them. And so that is how I would summarize a fam trip. I don't know if anybody wants to add to that, but they're definitely interesting. But um, this is one thing that we do try to make like really clear when talking about the retreat because it's a question, like it's a frequently asked question is how is this different from a fam trip? And this is like a key point for us. So hopefully you all can can hear this and take this away. But um, we say that the retreat has like that, like obvious slight component of a fam trip. We are seeing a city, we're seeing 
um, venues were partnering with a group it, because they, yeah, they want us to probably bring business there. Right. And so that piece is the same, but the, the component that is completely different is the um, education component and like a wellness component and those types of things. So you don't really get a fam trips, like a fast paced experience in the retreat, I would say is that plus a more robust experience. And so you can go do a fam trip, but with the retreat, you're getting a little bit more, you're getting a different experience. Um, you're still networking, but you're ne- networking with people who hopefully you can collaborate with to the point that you can do business with them or they can help you grow your career because you're with them having those more personalized experiences and education moments. So that's what I would say. Laura, would you add to that? No, you did that very eloquently. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> well, as we as we kind of wrap here up, but first wanted to know what was both of you, each of you, offer, Laura, I'll come to you first. What was your favorite part of the retreat? This is so hard to pick one thing. Um, besides planning it with Mary, which I really enjoyed our um, Friday meetings. It was Friday evening for me, Friday morning for her. Um I really enjoyed all of the little surprises, small touches and gifts that we gave. Every time that we were preparing those, I just got a little thrill. I loved um, giving people those gifts. We had something every single day um, and just other fun elements. Like we had our own playlist. We had, you know, treats on the bus. We had... um, the high performance planner, uh, books that are relevant to their careers, pajamas, just a mix of things that's like useful and fun. That was my favorite part. I think mine was um, like, I think I, I said it before, like, it's just so interesting to be able to, to like be in charge and, compl- and plan like an event from the ideation to the execution of an event. Like that was so enjoyable for me to do with Laura, but also um I think like part of it that we that we, like lesson learned was like guiding the conversations a little bit. We want to make sure people got answers to their questions that they had. They came with intent, making sure that we were able to help them talk through some of the things that they were dealing with in, in the event industry. So over time and throughout the week of the retreat, um, there were times when I tried to make that like a little bit more intentional, still hopefully authentic, but like making sure that we guided certain thing, conversations like that a little bit more. And that's something that I actually loved, like almost more of a facilitation at times, um, which feels you know similar to what we do sometimes here on the podcast. And so I think it was kind of fun to be able to to bring that to the environment as well. But um, yeah, facilitating the the conversation to kind of help people make sure that their goals are being reached was quite um rewarding, I guess, for me. So it was one of my favorite parts. And I think we did hear that this was, quote, life-changing. Life. Yeah. There you go. That's high praise for the retreat. So what's coming up for future retreat plans? Ooh, Laura, you want to tease this? You want me to tease it? We definitely have plans. I'll let Mary do more teasing, but I was just going to say that we have come up with different models for future retreats, so they won't always be the same. So town and country is a model. Another model we've come up with is work and wellness, so where you can focus on your uh, taking care of yourself, but also working on your career, not working on an event, but like using that time to be inspired and work on your career. So that's another model. So we've been uh, planning in that way for the future. If Mary wants to tease more about the future retreat. 
Yes, we are going to do a retreat in 2024, but we're not going to tell you anything about it yet because we're not quite ready. We're like so close. We wanted to jump on the momentum that was from this most recent retreat. So we're getting it together for 2024. So just stay tuned. Um, we're going to talk about where you can find us and find the retreat. So I'll let Laura plug that in a minute, but just keep following the journey and then you'll see when we release more information. But I will say it's probably going to be surprising. It's definitely different. So I will say that. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of kind of first, where can listeners find more information out about the Event Pros on the Go retreats? So our Instagram is Event Pros on the Go. Our LinkedIn is also the same. You can also do it via mine or Mary's um, LinkedIn or Instagram accounts. And our email is eventprosonthego at gmail.com. And soon we'll have a webpage um, with the information for the next retreat. Well, thank you. Mary and Laura, but particularly Laura for coming on as our as a guest slash co-host of the uh, event Pros on the Go Retreat. Laura, if our listeners are interested in learning more about you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram where I love to hang out at Laura Lloyd Events. Also on LinkedIn, I'm Laura Yarbrough Lloyd. My website, lauraloydevents.com, and I'm going to, you heard it here first, <laughs> have a podcast, which was inspired by the retreat during our education day, um, and I'll have a link and information up about that soon on my Instagram and LinkedIn. Woohoo! Love the exciting. podcast community, so definitely. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome, Laura, future uh, fellow podcaster. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for being with us. We appreciate having you here. Thank you. Can't wait to debrief the next one in 2024. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. And with that, that comes to our bonus tip. Mary, what do you have this week? I do. My bonus tip is a little of what I like to call voodoo mama juju, but just bear with me. And so um, this is about scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, which maybe you've heard before, but I think mindset is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and how it can impact um, actions and what comes to us. And so I want to say for this bonus tip for the today, just to be aware on when you are thinking through opportunities and events, if you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset and how that is affecting you is what I'll say. And so once again, I'm not a therapist or anyone like that, but I do think that there's something to when I think through, um, I need to do this because I'm afraid nothing else is going to come is a very different reaction than like, I'm going to take in what comes and that's what's right for me in the moment. I think just just proves different results from a scarcity mindset. I've booked a lot of things that I might regret from an abundance mindset. I feel more, I guess, grateful for other opportunities that I've chosen to be a part of. And so um, maybe I didn't summarize that the best, but that's how it works for me. So my bonus tip for today is to just be aware of if you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset and how that is working um, in the results for you and your event career. So that's the bonus tip for today. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. Try to manifest as much abundance as we possibly can for everybody and all of you listeners. But that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. You can also connect directly with Mary or I on LinkedIn. We love hearing from you listeners. Seriously, those that have reached out recently, we see you. We appreciate you. And as always, thank you for listening. And we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. Bye, everybody.